0: to them, praise the Lord. But God love you. God bless you. I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do tonight. Every month for a long time, it has been getting better and better and better. Iron sharpens iron. I don't know if we put Proverbs 27, 17 in there yet. But Solomon said, iron sharpens iron, Iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. That's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to look look into the Word of God, and we're going to get uh, willing participants up here. So if you're going to go out, you need to go out nursery or whoever it is that can be dismissed. Go right ahead. Brother Rick, Brother Trace, would you mind joining us right over here? Sister Whistler, would you mind joining us right over here? And we're going to have prayer right now, and then we're going to get into the Topics that I have thrown their way. We have a mic we have a microphone for the crowd. You have that yet? All right. So as we go through their questions, you know you've been here before, you know the routine. I'll give you a chance to throw out a a comment, a remark, or maybe a question or two. All right. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy for the precious word of the Lord that we all love and are desirous to know more about. We ask you, God, to take our testimonies and our words tonight and use them for your glory, to impact souls, to impact people's lives, God, for the good of the kingdom and for the glory of God. We'll bless your worthy name, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. You may be seated. Years ago, I had the idea, the thought came to me from something else, how good would it be to have a service a month, one night a month, dedicated to where we ramp, down, we ramp down the energy of the service intentionally and try to put it on the level of just Christian talking to Christian. Child of God talking to child of God. Not preacher to pastor, but Christian talking to Christian. It's going to be probably half an hour before we're ready to pass the mic around, I'm guessing, brother. Amen. And that is what spawned, if you would, this type of meeting. Praise the Lord. God bless each and every one of you for being willing and helpful and, and studying. I gave them all of three days to get ready for this, so God bless them. I knew they could handle they all They all have big spiritual shoulders, and I know they could handle it. Praise the Lord. Excited about this. Brother Scott, you get to be the first tonight. All right. Let me just let me just say that I appreciate your 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 spirit, your attitude. Anybody gets to know Brother Scott knows he's he's pretty chilled individual, pretty relaxed. All the stuff that I am not, but I envy in you, brother. And just as an icebreaker, I, I just want to know, are you blessed tonight, brother? And I don't mean blessed by the world or your job or your finances, but just blessed by the presence of God in your life.
1: I am blessed.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Um, yeah, it's just amazing how I go through my day and just realize, you know, what God's doing for me. Yeah. And I asked Brother Marshall just a few minutes ago, I, I said, I'm talking about prayer, and the first question is, am I blessed? Come on. And he says, well, I breathe this morning. Hey, hey, And that's hey. right. That's exactly what I thought. I breathe this morning. I'm blessed.
0: You're blessed. How many of you think like that? If you got out of bed today or you got up this morning, you're blessed. God didn't owe you. T- God did not owe you today, right? There's nowhere you bartered with God. He guaranteed you today. It's a blessing to be here tonight. And the questions I gave the Scott was, what prayer has God answered for you recently? And if you don't mind sharing, without getting too personal, we're not asking for that, not only what prayers God answered, but what have you been praying a long time about,
1: and are still waiting on God? So when you first gave me that, I thought, well, that's gonna, you know, be pretty easy because He answers prayers all the time for me. But when I really started thinking about it, um, I probably and be the first to admit I've had difficulty praying sometimes, and didn't really dedicate time to prayer. Um, my prayer life really was more about constantly. God in my thoughts and thinking that way and in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, 5:16 through 18, in the message Bible and it talks about be cheerful no matter what, pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to wants uh, you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. And that's more how my prayer life had been yeah. um, just praying without ceasing. And constantly praying, 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 and I grew up you know in the church I, I didn't have you know a bad childhood. my family was always in church, so just a little bit of testimony um, I, I basically grew up in Florida, born and raised in Florida, was in the Air Force for twelve years, and then went back to Florida, lived there all the way till twenty nineteen and up till um then um so I was married uh to a wonderful woman named chris and she had cancer and passed away in 2015 um i was lost um what was i gonna do and so i started thinking you know i really didn't want to stay in that situation i was in a church of a thriving church right. um but it was hard you know people would say we miss her so much i, I you know yeah. um so I really thought about moving away. But I didn't know what to do. I had a good job. Um, then I started looking at finances. And I'm, I'm getting close to being able to get social security. And I said, how about if I just retire early? And I lived in Alaska for a year uh, in the Air Force. I was up in Kalina, uh, the big town of Kalina. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> actually was 10 miles outside of Galena at a little radar site. Um, but I always wanted to come back to Alaska. So I thought, well, let me investigate moving to Alaska. So I actually took a vacation up here and looked at land and bought land. Um, This I mean, I'm going overboard now with it. Um, But then eventually in 2019, finances were able to do it. I was able to actually start some social security as a survivor benefit. I had a pretty good retirement from my work. So I went ahead and retired. I knew it wasn't gonna be an easy uh, financial situation here, but I had enough. Saved and enough from selling the house there that I could come up here and live debt free, and that was the goal. All right. And so that was a total blessing uh, early retirement, moving to Alaska, building a home debt free. Um, and then blessings upon blessing, I met Kathy. Yeah, come on, um, met her and we, we got married. Um, here I'm a Chichaco, and she's a sourdough. <laughs> so I had, had to have somebody to teach me how to be an Alaskan. And she'd done it all. She, she'd already, you know, uh, processed moves, uh took me dip netting the first year and, and the whole bit. So um, just totally uh, blessings on blessings. And the biggest blessing is she went to this church. On, and PPC is a total blessing to me. So really prayer in that whole time was can I do it, um, overcome struggles in life like that, constantly talking to God without ceasing, just praying, 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 always communicating with God, looking for a godly woman um, and, and a godly family and a church family. Um, and he answered those prayers. And um, really, to every day, I think about if I wasn't with God, communing with God, a relationship with God, where would I be? Um, What you don't know if he's answering your prayers. I pray daily and and we pray, you know, a a few times a day, especially for meals and things like that. But we're always praying for families and friends, uh, health and safety. Um, Maybe that safety is keeping me out of an accident on the road. I don't know what's happening with my prayers, but I know he's hearing me. Um, And uh, so then. What I've been praying for for a long time is I do have a son, and he's married, and they live in New Jersey. Um, That was tough leaving down. They lived with me, actually, uh, and my wife at the time. And so when I decided to move, they did not want to move. I offered them to bring them with me, but they went up to her family's house in New York, and they still live up in that area, and they struggle. Um, Sometimes I feel some guilt of leaving them but um, that's what I pray for a lot, and, um, you know, that's a long time prayer, and I still haven't seen answers to that prayer, because they still, uh, you know, they get by, um, but they're not mentally healthy. Um, I know they're spiritually healthy, because my son was raised as I was, and um, he reads his Bible. I know he knows his Bible scriptures and things like that, um, but it's just tough on them. so that's just some of the things, and Really, uh, it all, to sum it all up in Psalms eighty-six, sixteen, 16, it's just, I know he's hearing me because it says, listen closely to my prayer, O Lord, and hear my urgent cry. Yeah. Yeah. And I know he's hearing me. I know someday um, those things will work out. And uh, hopefully that relationship is, is good. I, I like the way...
0: I like the way David... Talk to God at times about listening to Him. That's what He's saying. Are, are you put that back up there, please? Sis. Are you Are you listening to me? God is kind of what He's saying. Here's my urgent cry. Are, are you lending an ear to me? Sometimes though, God answers prayer. That's what I've noticed. That we haven't even prayed yet. Sometimes God is working on things that we know we need, but we haven't brought it out maybe yet, or it's just something we think God is. Working on. Sometimes God takes care of stuff we haven't even prayed about yet. I mean, he had her in mind before you ever decided to leave Florida. Bible said, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, therefore, all things whatsoever. Who's got that? Do we? You shall ask in prayer believing. You shall receive. We have that? Says somebody? I want everybody to see it. There it is. Whatsoever things you desire, nothing wrong with wanting stuff, things. When you pray about them, believe. Sometimes God doesn't answer because I don't think He's going to answer. God says, You got to believe me. God wants us to have the things we want. I'm, I'm on a thin line there, though, right? I'm not any prosperity preacher. God knows the end from the beginning, but God still knows I'm human and I have desires and He wants me to have the desires of my heart. And God says there's nothing wrong with that as long as you have faith. Appreciate that, Brother Scott, so much. Brother Trace, I didn't randomly choose these questions for people. I prayed about it, felt them, and went this direction, but, but... Just sort of to break the ice. Are you blessed, brother? I don't even have to ask
2: you that, brother. Are you blessed? Well, the Bible says I'm blessed above. That's a lot. And beyond, that's a lot. Yeah. What I can think, ask, or even imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be that. Blessed. I am blessed in every way, physically,
0: my family, I am blessed. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to say this and then go into your question because I don't want to get into Brother Rick's area of, of uh, response. But does blessing from heaven look any different than blessing from earth? You think we see blessings different than God sees blessings? Now, he understands we're, we're but human, right? Bible said he knows we are but dust. We're here for a short time. We're man, we're, we're humankind. God knows what I desire. But what, what, I'm talking spiritually, what gets you excited and motivated to serve the Lord? I'm not talking about you were born with your dad's energy, your, your earthly father's energy, but what gets you excited about serving the Lord, having the Holy Ghost, having a church to go to, having Jesus in your life every day? Talk to us, please.
2: So interesting that you, or I was chosen for the excited part. I don't think I was very excited, BC. All right. I looked up what excited means in the dictionary and it says enthused. All right. Y- y'all may so enthused in Romans twelve, eleven it says, be enthusiastic. The Bible is telling me to be. If it's telling me to be, I can be. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling. I can do that. It says I can do that. Hot, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. It's kind of telling me there's two kinds of excitement in our lives, godly excitement and then the idea of the world excitement. All right, so. Y'all might try be trying to think that I'm like trying to be super spiritual here, but the question is, hey, what gets trace what, what what spiritually gets Trace excited? Going to church, bro, sis. Thirteen years ago I was in jail. I was in the part of jail where bad people come in. Murders, drug cartel. I was there. And only so many people get to go to chapel, all right? And they'd push me out of the way. They would do all kind of stuff to me. They'd lock me in my cell. The cell door just don't get to open up until it's like programmed to open up or a awarding comes and opens you up. And they just don't do that. So, hey, I get to come to church. There's people across the world. Maybe their parents don't let them come. Their husband don't let them come. Their wife don't let them. Come. I get to go to church 13 years ago or about when I heard, I'm glad when they said I can go to church and be free. The the Bible tells me in in a translation, easy translation, church is special to God. So, whoa, I don't read in the Bible where God says my job is special. So, Church is special to God. I go to church before I go to work. I, God is going to do something for me. He's going to make it happen. So when Pastor gave me this, I only thought that I was going to be talking about what excites me. I didn't realize I was going to be talking about what motivates me. But hey, check it out. What motivates a human? should get him excited what excites a human should motivate them all right 13 years ago i purpose in my heart i decided there isn't gonna be a 24-hour period of in my day check this out god gave thee a measure of faith he gave thee The same 24-hour period in our day, I think if we ever say, I don't have time to read my Bible, we will be like one of the 10 spies that brought an evil report. God gave you, me, 24 hours in a day. Part of that day is to read my Bible. 4,653, 24-hour periods of time went by. God made it possible for me to get my face in that Bible. Every day without missing a day. Thank you, Jesus. God helps us. The Bible says God is our helper, people. You have to be initiated or you have to press on. You have to do it. God will help you. And those, those things that are supposed to, you're supposed to do, they just get ironed out if you get your nose in the Bible every day. I got a lot of inspiration from Pastor that through the 13 years. All right. 2 Thessalonians three, 3, an easy translation says, But the Lord, oh my goodness, praise the Lord. Check it out. The word comes always does what he promises. If you ain't going to read the word, you ain't going to know what he promises, people. That motivates me. That motivates me that God will do what he promises. So he, capital H, will help you be strong inside. Man, if we are weak, God will help us be strong inside. He will keep you safe when Satan attacks you. That's telling me Satan's going to attack me. I should have the word into me so I can say, just like Jesus, it is written. (laughs) Bam. Next verse, Deuteronomy 31, 6. The Bible says, be strong. I have absolutely no excuse to be weak. I can be strong. God will help me be strong and be brave. Do not be afraid of those people. You know, I think it's easier to not be afraid of people than it is circumstances, junk that comes in our life. Because people we can beat up, we can kill them, we can eliminate them from our life. But you can't really be eliminating sickness other emotional things in our head don't be afraid of those people because god oh this is so awesome the lord my god at this point in this situation he's not your god people he's mine man check it out the lord is mine bless the lord oh my soul god goes with me he he's there every situation i'm doing He will always, oh, my dear Lord, be there to help me. That is right when the enemy comes into the verse. What about this time? What about that time? What about that time? All right. All right. And it says, he'll never leave me. So when the enemy comes at me and says, what about this time? Maybe it was a sickness time. Maybe it was one of the dozens of times Jen's been under threat of whatever it is. The Bible tells me clearly. Hey, when the devil's coming at you, he's going to say, what about this time? He may not do it this time. Oh, this or oh, that or, or whatever. Do you know how the enemy works? The Bible tells me in Psalms one hundred seven twenty, he, it's a capital H, that means God, people, sent. That word already means it's done. His, God's word, and healed them. I am them. Do you know God healed me like a long time ago? The Bible was wrote a long time before I was born. And delivered trace. From all his destructions or from their destructions. That's, he delivered Trace from his destruction. The idiotic moves that Trace made, he delivered me from them. Reading a Bible is pretty cool. It's pretty motivating. It may not happen right then. It may not. But when it's in there, it's part of your body. Here's, a, here's an interesting part. Uh, easy to read, Ephesians 6. I'm reading easy to read this time. So that's why this this all like this. 617 in Ephesians, remember, it's telling us to remember God, people. When we have a situation coming up, remember God. That motivates me so much because sometimes I'm having a problem and I go, hey, Lord, hey, I'm needing help here. I'm like, I can't find this bolt. Remember that God has saved me. Hey, look here, God saved me 13 years ago from prison. That still works for me today. He saved me from my sins. That will be like a strong hat that keeps your head safe. Also, use God's message. Check it out. Do you see that? No, you don't. If Ephesians 6:17, an easy read. Use God's message to help you. Is that telling me that I should use God's message to help me and that it will work? It will help me. There are other ways the world will tell you to do stuff. The Bible is telling me, use God's message. Jesus said, it is written. Did it help Jesus get through what he had to do for me and you? It sure did. Use his, God's message to help you. That will be like a sword that God's spirit puts in my hand. Man. All right, more more like, what drives me? Though I walk in the midst of trouble, God will revive me. When the devil is trying to tell me, what about this, what about that, maybe not this time, the Bible tells me God will revive me. God will stretch out his hand against the the devil for me. And he'll save me. This has to be my perfect verse. You guys already know this. Check it out. If you don't know any other verse in the Bible, do this one. The Lord... Will perfect yeah. Brother Scott. All that concerns you. If he doesn't, what is that telling me? All of his promises aren't yes. God will perfect that what concerns me. You know, when something's concerning us, that ought to be like a hallelujah, God's gonna get me through this again. I got this off of Facebook, but I changed it a tiny little bit. And it and it, it says it won't happen overnight. But if you quit, it won't happen at all. Here's what I like to put, because we believe. We believe in miracles. It may, it may not happen overnight, but God will perfect out what concerns me each and every time. God will always cause trace to triumph every single time. God will lift me up. He will shine his light on my path. He will see me through. He will give us bad doctor, good doctor's reports after bad doctor's reports over and over and over again. It may not happen overnight, but if you quit, it won't happen at all. Is there motivation in that? I'm telling you, get your faith. Make up your mind. This is what I'm going to do. Look at here. Man, if you make up your mind, God will help you through it. That stuff that you have to do during your day, you may get a brain idea from God to make that easier so you can keep your nose in the book every day. Thank you, Jesus. God is perfecting all every time, everything that concerns trace, he will bring me out victoriously every time in the name of Jesus
0: And the Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. I don't think we have to question whether or not you're serving the Lord with gladness. Right. Uh, I'm, not making, I'm not poking fun. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in, in honor of your, of your desire to serve for the Lord. I mean that I mean that. Brother Scott. God answers prayers, all things whatsoever we shall ask in prayer, believing he'll, re- he'll answer. And as Brother Trey said, it may not happen overnight, but it sure won't happen if we give up. That's, that's a guarantee. That's a, that's, that's a profound statement, and we should keep that in mind. Guar- the only people that lose are the ones that quit. It's difficult to reel people back in to a positive frame of mind about anything, especially the Lord, when they've already made up their mind, I'm done or I'm quitting. When people close out the church from their life, beware. When people close off the pastor from speaking in their life, they're in a dangerous place. When all you do is get advice from your working friends or your, your lost friends, you're in a dangerous place. You need to have the wisdom of God that comes from the Word of God. To seek godly counsel, seek advice from the Lord through the Word of God. Sister Wendy, praise the Lord. That's good. Again, I didn't choose these questions randomly, and, but, but I did choose them with purpose. And the Bible said, Proverbs twenty eight twenty. do you have that, sister? That a faithful man will abound with blessings. There's no question that you're faithful to the house of God, sister, for many, many years. Been faithful. I don't know if I could count on my hand, you, like the tomes, how many services you've missed because of sickness or whatever. They, they just aren't there. Everybody sees your faithfulness. All right? So that's, that's good. It's a good thing to have a testimony of being faithful and consistent. Would, would you agree with that tonight? God can do great things through consistent Living, not up and down. It really doesn't matter how bright you burn at the beginning, but can you walk consistently? Can you, can you stabilize your walk with God and be consistent through highs and lows, through tribulation or good times? So my question was kind of twofold. Are you blessed, sister? And why are you so faithful? And what do you get out of coming to church? I know everybody has to get something or they quit coming. What are you blessed tonight, sis? I am
3: definitely blessed. Um God has been very faithful in my life. I'm very fortunate to have found this church. I mean, it helped that my brother was praying for what, thirteen years before we all started coming. <laughs> we were bound to be here. <laughs> but yes, I'm definitely blessed. I'm blessed by all of you. Um my opening, and we may see that one again, the Proverbs twenty-eight twenty. Uh But Psalm 4.8, and it's not uh, about being faithful, but it is my favorite scripture and I'll kind of tie it in towards the end, but I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou Lord only makest me dwell in safety. And I wanted to start by talking about how I ended up at PPC. Um, I'm gonna stick to my notes here because otherwise we'll be on like a rabbit trail here. Because my I wanted to to talk about that because my faithfulness now is a direct result of that. Uh, I was raised in the Catholic Church, as well as all of uh, my siblings were. Um, Almost twenty years ago, I had my daughter Haley. Uh, Everything went well with uh, with my delivery and that, and um, after three weeks, I actually hemorrhaged uh, because of a complication. And I think that I always had anxiety, but that experience for me was a life-changing one. Um, After that, I began having panic attacks and debilitating anxiety all the time. Um, I remember being stranded on the side of the road an hour and a half from home or one year, uh, well, at the two-month mark after uh, the panic attack and, or after the, sorry, after the hemorrhaging. And uh, some nice people helped me get me and my kids to Homer because I thought I was having a heart attack. I I literally thought I'm dying here. And my son had to go round up help to get his mom and his little sister to where we were headed. (laughs) Um, I remember coming to church uh, the first time right after, not long after we got back from that trip. Um, Though I don't remember exactly what was preached. I remember feeling something very different and peaceful I also remember feeling that I felt like I was in a safe place, and I felt like I was around people who knew how to pray. I remember feeling early on that I had so much faith in their prayers, even though I didn't have any faith in my own. In the beginning, I only came once in a while, but over the next couple years, I struggled and suffered a lot, (laughs) and I began to have feelings of desperation at times that I just needed to be here. I remember one night, um, very vividly, I was on my way to church, and I was driving down the road crying and pulling at my seatbelt because I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I just thought, if I can just get there. Um, I came into the building through, it was in, obviously in the old sanctuary, so I came through the bottom door there, and I came into the hallway where the prayer rooms were, and I found Misty, And just crying and just fell into her and said, please pray for me. I can't breathe. Anyhow, she prayed for me. I remember going upstairs for service that night. And I remember the music playing and thinking, I'm just going to sing through this. I'm going to praise through this. I'm going to sing and praise until I feel like I can breathe. Even if I feel like I can't breathe, I'm going to keep singing. And by the end of that service, I felt like I left in a much better state than I had came. Um, I've lost my place. <laughs> uh, those feelings gradually subsided and I believe that Haley was almost three when we decided to start coming, when I decided because she was only three, but she loved it here. She was the little candy girl and uh, the little blonde brat. What is that? When we started coming on a regular basis, um, in hindsight, I am not sure why it took me so long because, I mean, it was obvious that I needed to be here. Every time I felt desperate, this is where I wanted to be. I felt safe here. I had many years of struggle, which I'm sure Stacy can attest to, because every time that I would be in pure panic, I would wait until I was about to fall off the cliff, and then I would call him and say, please pray for me. (laughs) So over the next several years, I was working as a CNA, and I would often get asked to work shifts on Sunday morning or Wednesday evening. and, And for quite a long time, I did this because I was worried about money and bills, and you know, just making it in general, but there came a point in time, and it's probably been at least 10 years ago or more, um, where I just made up my mind that I was no longer going to work shifts that interfered with my being in the house of God. (laughs) I know that some people have to do that, and that's, you know, that is, that's life, but I personally felt compelled. I just needed to be here and not there. Because what I get here exceeds what I get from any paycheck I have ever received. And every time I pass on a shift, there was o- during a church service, there was always another shift that was offered that wasn't during church. And I always covered all my bills somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. I still work as a CNA part-time, and I get asked to work from time to time on Wednesday evening or Sunday morning. And the answer is always no. (laughs) Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. (laughs) I decided a long time ago that my faithfulness to the house of God was not only important for my own sanity, but it was also imperative to show my children the importance of being here no matter what. If it's not important to me, why would it be important to them? I... It made me fearful to ever miss because I never wanted my kids to think that I took this lightly. We just don't. In summary, my peace that I have now in my life is a direct result of my attendance to this place. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. Hebrews 10.25. I get, Trace, I get in bold letters. When you were saying that, (laughs) I get to come here and hear God's word through preaching. I get to come here and pray and worship with people of like faith. I get to have peace in my mind. I get to be here, and I will never take advantage of that. Just a few short years ago, we weren't allowed to assemble for several months, and I would drive over to Palmer and sit in this parking lot to watch the service on Zoom because there's nothing like being here. To be totally honest, I am faithful because what I get here is a necessity in my life. It's not just something that I can take or leave. It's not dependent on how I feel. 1 <laughs> Corinthians four two says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. One of the definitions I found of a steward is one that realizes first and foremost that all he has is of and from the Lord. I am nothing on my own, therefore I must be faithful. And let's face it, there is none more faithful than our God. I was recently watching a visitor, and I was thinking about them as they were at the altar weeping and praying. And it was somebody that's been here before, and it seems like they always end up at the altar weeping and praying. And I kind of like thought back about myself for a minute and, you know, just like, you know, wanted to say, you know, just... Dive in. Like, what are you waiting for? What you feel here is real. Keep coming. Keep trying. Keep learning. Keep keep being blessed by coming here. Because if you stay faithful and keep learning and growing, I am by no means perfect, but I no longer walk around feeling scared and sick and feeling short of breath all the time. I walk around with peace and joy in my life. Not... It's it's God's faithful, <laughs> and I know where that peace comes from. And I tie that in because that that first scripture that I read um, early on was a scripture that I read one night before I was going to bed, and it was the last scripture in that in that chapter in the Psalms, and it just really spoke to me, and it helped me over the years so many times. Beautiful. Ken.
0: Can't you see yourself sitting across the table at a coffee shop saying, why should I, why should I give up my Wednesday evenings or my Sunday mornings? That's pretty convincing testimony, sister. Praise the Lord. 100% sincere. Hmm? Appreciate that so much. I'm, I'm hoping, I don't, I don't want to beat the drum that's already been tapped on. But it shouldn't be an option. Church can do so much for, more for us. <laughs> Attendance. Hearing the Word. It's not, it's not just the rubbing shoulders one, with one another. That's good. And the worship that goes on, that's good. But it's the Word that gives you the desire to be faithful and to grow. It's the Word of God. God can take our broken life through the Word, yeah. not through a song. Not through a handshake, but through the word of God and put it back together and fix it and heal it. Yep. Ah, so so good, so so good. I'm I'm enjoying this tonight. Brother Scott, Sister Wendy, Brother Trace. Now, for the most part, people, we we have a we have a conversation, we have a descriptive way of communicating every day and sometimes i i look at words i say to people i sent a text to a couple of people this morning and apologize because in meaningless conversation after prayer last night i got convicted about going into an area that I had no business going. And I thought, I thought, when I got home, I thought, Ron, that was pretty stupid. That's not even any of your personal business, much less your pastoral business. So I sent out an apology. I, what I'm trying to say, sometimes I talk and I don't even mean what I'm saying. And I have to repent of that because every idle word Jesus said, we're going to give account thereof in the day of judgment. Right. Matthew chapter 12, by the way. But words mean something is what I'm trying to say. And so when we say, are you blessed? What is that? I mean, is that just words we're bandying about? I, you did a great job of, of categorizing and describing how you view being blessed. But I want you to know you're really blessed tonight. But you're not blessed just because you got a raise today. And, and that's part of being blessed if it happened. But are we blessed just because of circumstances? Brother Rick, are you blessed today? And if so, why? And tell us about how it works out. Um, I am. And I'm going to go right
4: to uh, something nice and solid. Sister uh, uh, Psalm 32.1, um, it flat out tells me, and David did a lot worse than me. And he kind of outlined it like, okay, from the, the step after this, repent, baptize, be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's pretty easy. Like, are you blessed? That's the bottom line is that. Um, the other part that uh, most people will get a chuckle out of this is, uh, Job 517, spe- specifically with me, uh, blessed is the one who God corrects. I must really, really be blessed <laughs> like some weeks. And that's not just a joke. That's something I looked at and I thought it's, you, you have to be teachable to be, to be blessed. Um, and th- I've been up for days. Like I've, I've not been sleeping since you gave me this cause I'm, I'm, I woke up at four o'clock, four thirty working on this, um. And part of it, like you said, how do you know? Um, I don't always know. I don't always feel it. Um, How do you know that you are? Um, I know because of Scripture. What do I feel? I don't always feel blessed. Um, And the thing that I've kept beating myself up over reading through everything is um, blessings can be difficult. Um, You are blessed by God not because of your circumstance that the world throws at you. You are blessed through it and in spite of it yeah. as a believer. Yeah. And I've really looked at this. It's not blessings. It's not toys. It's not stuff. Yeah, right. Dirt bags get nicer cars than I do and, and yeah. get stuff. Yeah. Stuff is just yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's. Yeah. I kept reading the difference between being blessed and a blessing is way different. So what it took me to is Matthew 5, 3. Um, it's a Sermon on the Mount, and what gets me is he keeps saying, blessed, blessed are dot, 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 like this first one, blessed in spirit, that's emotionally empty and busted, so you are empty, you are you have nothing else but to go back to God, you're blessed through that, which is baffling to me, I like logic, and this just confuses its emotional algebra to me, so, again, you're, you're blessed to be busted and empty, verse four, blessed are those that mourn, that's not just someone dying that's the loss of hope the loss of a goal a dream whatever weird thing that you invest yourself in and i do tons of it but learning to mourn is you're blessed through that and that is not fun right that's the difficult blessing five uh, blessed is the meek now people always look at meek as weak and blah 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 that's not it if you look at the if you actually look at the hebrew word The root word is anaw, A-N-A-W, translated from Hebrew to English. And it means physically affected or carrying a heavy burden. Moses was meek. Jesus was meek. I think they had a lot of weight on their shoulders. And that's one that kills me. It's like you just sit there and look at it and go, "Ah, that's not cool. Like, I'm not really a big fan of that type of blessing at the time. And I I will wrap this up politely and on a high note. Verse 6, righteousness. Blessed is he that, that... do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled that's the annoying tap on the head at 3 a.m to pray that's the annoying thing at 7 o'clock driving the car when I don't want to listen to Christian music I want to rock out on my way to work and have road rage and I don't when I pray across going across the flats when I feel that urge to read more to think more to talk with other people about digging into the word and then, and I didn't give you this one. I'm aware of the time. Um, I read through to 16, Matthew 5:16, and it, it says, "It, it doesn't it do the blessed, it, but it, to me, it, it, it all ran together. It's a pretty important thing for me. But it's like, let your light shine. That whole paraphrase thing. That's you don't have to do it well. It, God doesn't say turn on the, the the stadium lights. He says let your light. Don't put it under a basket." You can fail forward in this, in this whole thing of like trying to be better, trying to to shine what God has done for you so he gets the glory. But the the thing that you have to remember is to be, if you are blessed, in my mind, this is Rick's mind, it is nagging that I am called to bless others. It is, it is so completely not me. And I have been on this journey for a couple months of trying to figure out why I can't shake it, because I can't really ignore it, right? I can't stay busy enough to to run from this. Yeah, right. And this is one of those things that God has basically said. You are blessed to bless others yeah. for yeah. your time that you've been sustained through all of the the wonderful three through six beatitudes of, of of difficulty. You are commanded. I am commanded. I don't know, I can't really, I'm not gonna go out on limb, but like you're supposed to make the world a better place. Yeah. And I talked to Rob about this Saturday. Yeah. You are like it, it. There's a whole bunch of parables, right? The one where they give them the, the talents. What do you do? You go bury it. Right. Dummy. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it. Well, just earnestly attempt yeah. failing forward. And God is a I, I'm finding out is a pretty good thing. You don't have to get it right. right. It, just be better than you were yesterday. And remember yeah. that that yeah. your job is to remember that you are blessed in spite of the circumstance and through the circumstance, yeah. and you. If you do not tune yourself in to help others, and you're supposed to, I can tell you, God will bother you all hours of the night. And that's that. That's what I've got. Go make the. I'm trying to make the world better as as dysfunctionally as I can.
0: I sent, I sent Brother Rick a text the other night, and I, I am apprehensive to tell, especially new converts, this. But it, Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 talked about better to go to the house of mourning than to feasting and revelry. It's so, it's so needed to realize that situations that come our way, tribulations, trials, dark days should not be able to destroy the blessing of God, our joy in the Lord, our faithfulness to the house of God, our prayer life, everything that we endure is going to turn us into the place and the person that God has designed us to be. You can't get there, though, without walking the walk. There's no fast-forwarding the will of God. If Solomon went through it, if Saul went through it, if James and Peter went through it, there's going to be some enduring we have to do. But through it all, we've got, we've, we've got the best companion to walk knowing we're blessed by the presence of the Lord. I, people go through so much in life, it's crazy, and preachers are no different than you. But I could always go home when Dad was around, and I could just talk to Dad. I didn't tell him what I was going through. I didn't have to, you know, prompt him into going this direction with the conversation. Just let my dad talk. Just just open conversation, let him talk. We talk about hunting, fishing, baseball, whatever. And I was better off after hearing my father talk. I'm trying to tell somebody something. Just get into his presence. You're going to be better off just hearing your father talk to you. Again, he said it may not happen overnight. But just get in the presence of God. You're going to be better because of it. Why sit there and listen to the voice of negativity? Why isolate yourself away from the people that love you and the place that's going to help you when you know if you continue down that negative hole? The devil's not going to finally say, okay, I worked you over. Finally, okay, go back to church. No, he's got a desire to get you from the front row to the fourth row to the last row and out the door. Have enough wisdom inside of you that, that, to let God talk to you. Let your father talk to you. Any, any questions or comments for Brother Scott about prayer, whether answered or unanswered prayer? Relative answers and comments. You glad God hears prayer tonight? I'm sorry for you if you're thinking about getting home because you're tired. We've had a good, good word from God tonight. Uh, a meat on the bones type word from God tonight. Anybody want to talk to Sister Wendy about faithfulness? Anybody want to remark about it? Yes, ma'am. Hold on, since we got a mic coming your way. That way we get everything on the recording when people listen to it later.
5: So when she was speaking about Psalms 4.8, um, our son, every night from the age, from a baby up to teenage years, could not sleep. And the moment that I found that scripture when he was just a little boy... I would pray that over him, and he would sleep just in peace. So that's that's the power of, of the Word of God right there. Scriptures.
0: That's the yes. power. Yeah. You know, when you talk to people about the Bible, about things that are personal like that uh, to you, if people aren't even, if they're not close to where you are and walk with God, they might look at you like, that's just crazy. But when you've tasted it for yourself, you realize that when you, read that when you read that book, there's more going on than just flesh communicating to dreams and ideas. God is talking to you through his word. Anybody else? Faithfulness is something we all should strive to be more of. Sister, yes. Oh, microphone, there you go, bro. So every, time I get asked,
3: so every time I get asked, where do you go to church? I'll tell them I go to Palmer Pentecostal Church, and they're like, why? And it's the same exact thing. It's because the first time I came here, it was peaceful, and it felt like home, and I knew it was different than anyone. Come on,
0: praise the Lord. Church should feel like that. It's our spiritual home. Brother Bob here in the front row. Just leave that on, Brother Anthony, please. You, you, talk, about about,
6: you talk about faithfulness, about, you know, Coming to church and stuff, and I've been coming to church for about twelve years. And you know, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing how 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 God has you, and how this church, and you find these church people here, you know, or wherever you go. In, in a Pentecostal church and you, you talk about faithfulness about coming to church and stuff and I still struggle at times of uh, I wonder if I should go uh? I don't know if they'll miss me too. yeah they won't they think about me <laughs> there was a couple times I didn't come to church and then I got a text from Brother Carl uh, Carlson and said hey what's up bud <laughs> you know like I'm like, wow, like these come these up, people really care, up. you know, but and, and but it's amazing for serving Jesus this long that Satan still attacks you. He, he, still, puts that, even right he, he still puts that even right before church. He puts something an excuse. You, you talk about oh you get, you you got you got on calls on church days, and then when when I counsel my friends, I say Satan's attacking. Before you get baptized in Jesus' name, He's gonna try. He's gonna offer all the drugs and alcohol, whatever you left behind. He's gonna come back, and everything's gonna be free. And then I start thinking about that. What I'm preaching to them about being faithful. And I just want to thank you for for what you shared your testimony.
0: It's amazing how uh, how much God fixes in our life when we learn to be faithful to Him. And, again, it may be things you're not even praying about, but they're just there. (laughs) Any more questions and comments? This good stuff. Sister Tina, over here, bro.
5: Um, I had something to say in regards to Brother Scott. Um, I have uh, quite a bit of family members who are on drugs. Um, alcoholics. And, you know, my brother Jerome was in this church. He got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost in this church. He's a meth addict. And it's really hard. um, You know, every day it's like, well, all I can do is pray. It's the best thing I can do for him. But I remind myself what my grandma used to tell me. She would say, babe, you gotta pray every single day. And she would tell me because what if today is the day God's going to answer your prayer but then she also said something to me um I just held over the years she said one day I'm going to be gone and she said and my prayers are going to still continue for you and your brother and your other siblings and she said I want you to learn to pray like your prayers will get people through once you are long gone and it just what you had to say just kind of reminded me of that you know it it reminded me of what my grandma used to say to me and, and uh, you know, your story. I just, uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, you know. My grandma said that to me one day, and, and I just thought. Praise I'd the Lord. It. Praise
0: the Lord. Are there prayers God hasn't answered in your life? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, I'm not asking for personal information, but I, the second part of Brother Scott's question was, what has God answered for you recently, and what have you been praying in a long time?
5: I know your sister.
0: Um, I know your sister used to attend yeah, church here many years uh, ago. Yeah.
5: Yeah, she did. Um, you know, I prayed for a long time. My, my mom was a she. She took uh, painkillers, and it turned her into a monster. And she took it out on me. She abused me growing up. And I prayed as a little girl for years and years. I prayed for about 15 years. God, just change her, fix her, heal her. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just be with her and. She did come to this church for a little while. I was her third party, so she had to. It's kind of funny, but... <laughs> um, Still coming to <laughs> she church. She ended up coming to church. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, she, she was doing really good for a long time, and then um, she started doing drugs again, and we had a falling out, and it's been since November 2017 since I have talked to her, um, and I felt like, okay, God, um, you know, you answered that prayer. She stopped doing drugs. You answered me. Um And then I had a little bit of time there. I was like, well, I don't know what happened, but I know you answered my prayer. You answered it. And I have to have faith that you did answer what I have asked of you. And, um, you know, my my biggest thing is now my sister tells me it's been years. um, She actually does not uh, take it anymore. She went to a suboxone clinic, and I guess she is free of drugs. You know, and even though I'm not there really to, like, see the the blessing and that prayer, but – I guess for me, um, yeah, I pray a lot of things, and I just trust that even if I am not there to see it. That's that's where I wanted you to
0: get on. If you're faithful and you're praying things or you prayed something that God hasn't openly answered, I mean, faithful people don't just go, okay, I quit. Not faithful people don't do that. That's right. That's right. Faithful people say, no, God's still been good. I can't see everything he's doing. I can't see everything he intends to do. But if you're not faithful, if you're not faithful, you may not ever understand that or see the Lord in the fullness of his desire. All right. Praise the Lord. What gives anybody want to remark or comment or question to Brother Tomes tonight about being excited for the Lord? The Lord said the Bible said, Serve the Lord with gladness. That just wasn't a scripture for that man. That was for all of us. Our relationship with God should involve joy. doesn't mean I have to be happy every day. There's life to deal with, but I should have joy when I think about what Jesus has done for me. There ought to be a joy that returns to my life. Prayers may not be answered yet, and I'm still learning how to be faithful, but when I think about the goodness of God, I should have a little joy come into my soul. People fail you, but God will never fail you. People will desert you, but God will never leave you. That ought to bring joy into your life. Anybody question, comment, remark? Brother Larry, sir. uh, Yes, sir. Hang on, bro. Hang on, bro. We want to get everything on mic. We get to come. come.
7: And, And I come to church... In the beginning, I told you I come to church not so much for the people because I really wasn't into people in the beginning. I just wasn't. Did you tell into me people. that? Oh, I'm sorry. I just wasn't. Yeah, I did. Right I'm up joking out there because I, I really don't like him so much. But the Lord's healed me through that and given me compassion for His people, and and things have changed. But for me, Scripture says, "Where two or three are gathered." I'm in His presence. I'm in His presence. And so I come to church. To glean what I can get. I sit up front because I don't want to look at y'all. Because I want to get what I can get. A lot of wisdom in that. From the presence of God being here. And I. In my own simple mind. I liken it almost. A lot of times I think about this. I liken it almost to like. When Moses came to the burning bush. It was a holy place. And so when I come here and I know pastors praying or I know you're praying yeah, yeah. or I know you're two praying three, yeah. Yeah. two or three are here and I'm standing next to Jesus so yeah. oh, if I'm standing next to Jesus anything hey. is possible all he has to do is look, yeah. all, he do is look. Yeah. all he has to do is reach yeah. Yeah. all he has to do is breathe yeah. and your situation yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. and
0: that's I come to Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are so good. Do you believe you're blessed tonight, anybody? If you go home tonight and there's a pink slip in your email box, are you still blessed in an hour from now? If your boss says, I've decided not to promote you, are you still blessed tonight? What if the rapture happens tonight, huh? What if we don't even make it home and then God calls the church home? You know what, we get there, you won't have to ask me if I'm blessed when I'm walking streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl. I'm blessed just to be saved tonight. You're blessed to be full of the Holy Ghost tonight. You're blessed to have your sins washed away tonight. It may not be going exactly like you would dial it up, but you're blessed tonight. Talk talk to us through Brother Rick's filter of blessing tonight. Comments, questions, Sister Herring in the back. Way back there, Brother. We're using the mic so everything gets on the recording that will be on the podcast. Please.
5: You know, I was thinking when you brought up, you know, you brought up blessing, blessing, blessed, blessed, yeah. blessed, description of the blessed. You know, the Lord reminds us over and over and over how blessed we are. Because Satan wants to all right. take that away from us. You know, the Bible says that Satan comes to Uh steal, kill, and destroy. And that's his job. So if he can get our mind off of how blessed we are, then he's doing his job. He destroys your marriages. He destroys your children. And we let him because we get our eyes off how blessed Mm. we are. It was really good. Especially,
0: I know you heard him say there's a difference between being blessed and the blessings of the Lord, right? I mean, we, let's be real tonight. We could exist. We could exist without a lot of luxuries that we call blessings in life. I'm not asking you to take them away, Lord. I'm just saying the reality is we could exist, but we can't exist without the Lord. That's because we're blessed. That's the real blessing of being blessed, isn't it? Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I have the Lord. And blessed are the, yes. Someone else. Are you blessed tonight? You want to comment about it?
8: The truth is that, the truth is that I got what I deserved, if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be here. It, and because each and every person in this place doesn't get what they deserve, we are blessed. And if it takes bringing me to my very lowest, like all the blessed that you quoted, if that's what it takes and then I turn to the Lord and realize he is all that I need, I can leave everything else behind. See, people have a way of of posturing themselves. And here's, I'm blessed this much, or you're blessed more than me because you have a newer car than I do, or whatever it is, God doesn't see it that way. When we're talking about the blessing that God brings, the grace that we receive, the, we receive, the unmerited favor that go. we are given, I'm so blessed, if I was, because, I'm so blessed because I am not, not given hey, what I thought, deserve. Good thought, right?
0: Very good thought. Very good thought. If we got what we deserve, Ooh. glad we don't. Glad for the mercy of God. Job 11 verse 6, know therefore that God exacts or requires less than we deserve. We're blessed tonight. You think Jesus felt blessed hanging on the cross? But I feel blessed because he did go to the cross. Now, lest you think it's all about poverty, I don't want to leave you there because Paul said, The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow. Or Solomon said he has no sorrow. But Paul said he gives us all things richly to enjoy. So I'm not going to apologize because I've got a brand new pair of shoes on tonight. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying them, praise the Lord. I'm not flaunting them. I'm just telling you he gives us all things richly to enjoy. So there's nothing those are blessings. But we're so blessed tonight. They're very comfortable. Hallelujah. We're so blessed. We're so blessed tonight. It's got to be time for one more comment. Anybody on the panel want to comment about being blessed? Brother Rick? Brother Scott? Yeah, I am too. Sister Wendy? We're blessed. We're blessed by the goodness of God, we're blessed by the mercy of God. I hope you think about that tonight. Are you blessed? And if you can't even put anything behind that other than yes, I don't, need, I don't need a descriptive categorization to prove to me you're blessed. If you've got Jesus, you're blessed tonight. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness and your mercy. Appreciate all you've done, all we've heard, their hard work, their sacrifice, their labor of love. Appreciate your spirit, God, tonight working in our company, in our fellowship. We are so blessed. We are so blessed, God, that you allow us to pray and be faithful and to love you with joy and to serve you, God, in spite of what it might seem sometimes. What a blessed position we own. What a blessed and honored position we occupy. Thankful, Lord God, for your goodness. Thankful, Lord God, for your mercy. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to leave you with this as we're dismissed. The next time you have the thought, I don't know if I'm blessed because. I just want you to think about who put that thought in your head. As he's hanging on that cross, you think he thought, I was blessed till I got here. No, he didn't think that. He paid the price that we could not pay. Think about where those thoughts come from. God's going to tell you the truth. You're blessed. God's going to tell you what the Word says. You're blessed. You're blessed when you go out. You're blessed when you come in. You're blessed when you rise up. You're blessed when you lie down. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed in the forest. You're blessed when the sun shines and when the rain falls. You are blessed. Shake hands with somebody tonight. God love you. Hallelujah. Let's sing a chorus or two.